0: hello this is coach from dfs coach talk real quickly before you watch the podcast i want to mention a couple quick things we, we really appreciate you tuning in uh, we have a special offering here at dfs coach talk that is different than any other dfs provider in the industry and that's why we're the fastest growing uh, we don't use optimizers we build everything by hand we have a group of pros that put in hours and hours every day preparing winning lineups for you in the NBA, NFL, PGA, and Major League Baseball. And we're also doing bonus covers right now of KBO until sports come back. So join now, get a free month this whole month. Uh, The uh, memberships don't start until July 30th. So enjoy that, make some money, build some bankroll. Definitely uh, engage with us on all social media. Enjoy the podcast, and let's take down some money and just crush it. Summer
1: is here, and sports are finally back, which can only mean one thing. It's time to kick back, relax, and make some cash. To get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to $1,000, plus $25 extra free play. That's promo code Coach Talk. Use it to score yourself an extra piece of the pie. With
0: my bookie, you bet, you win. And most importantly, when you win, you get paid. Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined on our weekly PGA podcast with my partner here, Andrew Hansen. How are you, Andrew, on this beautiful Wednesday, July 8th? I'm doing well. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, it's
1: surprising. We're back on Wednesday all of a sudden. We're ready for another PGA show. The days just sort of flew by, so I'm excited to talk some PGA here. And it's an interesting situation with a tournament uh, that's going to be at the same course two weeks in a row different tournament, different yeah. fields, different conditions. And today we get to break down week one of this little, uh, tra- the, as the PGA traveling tour goes through Ohio.
0: Yes. And I'm excited because I've been to this event twice. I've walked the course. I had mentioned that to you earlier. Uh, I used to live from, originally from Western PA, about three and a half hours uh, from your village. So I wish I would have played it someday, never got the opportunity to do that, but did walk it a couple times and, you know, so I have a good feel for some of the holes and it is a beautiful course, but it's all about the setup. And that's what we'll talk a little bit more about is, uh, you know, I've been there on a Thursday when the setup is a little easier. They don't quite mow the greens as low. They ride, you know, ride a little bit slower on the stint meter and the pins are in more conducive places. And then I've also been there on a Sunday when they've got it like a glass top and, you know, pins are in just sucker pins in impossible spots. So it plays completely different depending on the conditions. And I think what we're going to see, as we both stated, is we're going to see a lot of difference in this week compared to next week. But before we jump into golf, we're all fired up about golf here. Uh, Just a big shout out to all the new members, all the new subscribers, just Everybody's getting so geeked up for DFS sports, coming back with real sports, with, UT, uh, with uh, MLB and NBA, you know, it's creeping up on us here. So hopefully that all stays in place and we get that done. What are you so, saying? The KBO isn't real? That's as real KBO as can be. KBO is real. <laughs> we've been kicking butt in KBO. We had another 3% night last night. We've been, we've been tough. I love KBO. It's just you know, the, the hours are just insane. Yeah. Just trying That's why I know to know it's real. Yeah. Cause I, I know it's it. real because I don't <laughs> know what sleep is anymore right. in any type of, you know, my alarm goes off and I'm like, what is it? Lock time. You know, it's <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's hilarious, but, uh, <laughs> Hey, we're going to ride out KBO and, and PGA the next three weeks. And we'd have, you know, tell you, come on and join DFScoachtalk.com. Uh, join up for a month and you get the rest of these three weeks or so of KBO and PGA for free. We don't start the clock on our memberships till July 30th. So really cool stuff there. Also want to thank our sponsors on the front side, mybookie.ag, the place to go for all your sports wagering and casino action. If you go to mybookie.ag or DFScoachTalk.com and put in the promo code CoachTalk, all one word, Coach Talk. Uh, you receive $50 sign-up bonus uh, on whatever you're putting in there, all the way up to 1000 bucks, plus a $25 free play just for our uh, Coach Talk members. So fantastic place, mybookie.ag. And also our friends at TVG, tvg.com. That is the place to go for racing, horse racing, fantastic uh, setup there. And they have an exclusive offer. Also, Coach uh, Talk is the promo code. And you uh, can get to it by going to DFS Coach Talk, clicking on the TVG symbol where it's flashing $300 free bet, basically. And what they do is you put $300 in, you put it on a horse. If he wins, you boxcar winner. If he loses, they give you the whole $300 back. So really cool way if you're in any horse racing to get that going. All right. Can't put off golf anymore. Too fired up for it. I've got all kinds of info I want to share with you, Andrew. I'm excited to hear it. First of all, Muirfield Village Golf Club is in Dublin, Ohio. Beautiful, uh, beautiful course. Uh, trees, some tight fairways, some smaller greens, some some water throughout. It's just, it's tricky. Uh, it's a Nicholas course. It's just beautiful. And... Uh, the, the one thing I do have to say, though, on the bad side, I want to just get it out of the way now, is there is rain in the forecast. Thursday, we have a 50% chance, Friday, 80 Saturday, 50 and Sunday, 50 So that's very disgustingly tough to deal so with. You're telling me this is going to finish on Monday. Is that it? I'll tell you. It's going to be tough. I will say this, though, right off the bat, I think the biggest edge we can give you as we go through all of this today, the you know, we, st- we become weather experts with all of the baseball and, and golf stuff. The storms look like they're going to move in Thursday afternoon. So I'm putting a big fat red circle like these are the guys to take because they have early tee times and aren't going to have to play in wind and rain like the guys in the afternoon. Now, <clears throat> as we get closer and we'll be in there before lock, we'll, we'll look at that again. But that's what it is looking like now. So, you know, don't get all comfy on your couch looking for exactly when these are gonna come on because I think we're gonna have some delays and some issues. So that's the negative thing, but it's a positive thing if you focus on trying to play the guys early out on Thursday, it can give you an edge. Okay, a couple other things. Um, And this is important because it changes the whole aspect of the type of players that we are expecting to do well in the Workday event this week compared to the Memorial next week. And this is right off the PGA website. uh, So it's, you know, I'm sure it's very accurate. The field this week is 156 players. Next week's only 120. Um, They do think that all the divots from this week Will have a little bit of effect on next week's play, so it's something just to keep in mind that you know that a lot of that is chance and luck. But you know you want guys that are going to hit it in the right spots and be a little bit more accurate because they'll know what spots to avoid, etc. Now the big thing is this: the stimp meter for this event is going to be between an 11.5 and a 12. Um, which is not bad. Those guys can, you know, you get that 10, 11, 11 and a half range. Those guys can drain putts all day long. Next week, they're looking at a 13 or 14 on the stem. So if you hit it on the wrong part of the green, it's going to roll off. It's one of those type of deals. The other thing with the rain uh, expected this week, everything's going to hold. Things aren't going to run out, but they're going to hold. Um, it is a shorter than they've played the last couple of weeks it's uh 6700 yards as opposed to 7100 from last week so are you sure it, i had seven i
1: had 7300 yards written down okay let me look right
0: now it says right here uh 6875 par 72 but maybe that's not from the tips do you, it,
1: I'm, I'm guessing that that's not from the TIPS. OK, so what do you have? Uh, I have 7392. So I have it as even longer than last week. We talked about uh, Detroit being a long course. We we're looking at driving distance. I was looking at driving distance again this week. Uh, but I'll, I'll keep looking here while you're talking.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm checking it out now me. as well. Yeah, it. I, uh, it's, you're right. OK, so here it is from the TIPS. Well, the memorial, which is from the tips, 73.92, and the normal for the blue, which is what the toughest players play usually, but with the memorial, they move them back even further at 67.39. You, know so you, you, right, you know why you said that?
1: You know why you said that? Because you were was. talking about how you didn't get to play the course. Yeah. And I was, I was actually going to ask you after you saw those tabletop slippery greens on Sundays, you really actually wanted to play the course. Oh my <laughs> God. Those
0: conditions and a 14 on the step meter. Yeah, it, it would have been brutal, absolutely brutal. Plus, the other aspect thing. So, thank you for catching that because I I uh, I was wrong there, and that happens once or twice a year. So, you got me on that <laughs> one. Um, the other piece is the uh, the rough. The roughs going to be cut a little bit lower this week, so it won't you know they'll be a little bit more accurate out of the rough. Next week, you'll see it's gonna be a little thicker. And so, you know, unless they have to do lift clean in place because of so much rain, I think, uh, you know, that or the way that the course is gonna play, you're gonna see some low scores for this workday event. As opposed to the Memorial, I think, if it does dry out according to the long forecast for next week, and they do do all the things we just said with the longer rough, the faster greens, Uh, it's definitely going to score a little bit tougher. So, you know, it's weird because the guys we're going to recommend this week compared to next week are probably going to be pretty different, even though it's the same course. But it's not really the same course because it's going to be set up completely different. And believe me, from a guy that walked it and watched it and seeing the Thursday pins and setup compared to the Sunday just in one event, let alone two different, it's like playing two different courses. So your accuracy, guys, are going to be even more in play uh, as the week goes on but it's not an open you can't spray it like you could last week you couldn't just you know unless you're mr smash the ball uh uh you know bracing the, the Brace and dechambeau but i don't i think he'll ratchet it back a little bit from that uh because it didn't matter last week if you sprayed it this week you penalize you get penalized you're in trees or in water so It'll be a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit tougher. All right, that's the course setup. The distance, the weather gives you a little bit of an idea of what to expect um, as far as the, the setup of the course. Now we get to go to mybookie.ag and let's do a little diving into the odds to win the event because I think Uh, You're going to find, unlike last week where we had two just dead chalk guys, you've got about 10 guys that are all a reasonable number. And you've been murdering me on these quizzes. So I've decided to create a quiz that I think you can't win. Okay. (laughs) All right. If you get this one. I'm going to send you a DFS Coach Talk hat. By the way, I just got this new one today. Got the gray version of it. Check out our website. Get some of our merch. We got the little bit of everything. Also have the new shorts, too, but uh, loving that. All right. Are you ready for this? Yes. You have to get two of these guys, and you you can miss three times. And it's the guys that are the 11th through 15th in the odds so i'm taking you out of your top 10 you know like six for six and i'm making i'm really putting you under the gun here
1: okay
0: how about leishman he he's uh eight uh, tw- 20th so he's not 20th. in there sir Too good low. guess okay. though all right uh patrick reed he is 15th if you win this one i'm i'm s- stopping the podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got uh four more guys and you only need one. How about Jordan Spieth? No, he's twenty first. Okay. Uh Sunjay M. You got it. Okay. He is 17th. You're you're cheating. Seventeenth? That means yeah. I missed it. I
1: gotta be eleven through 15, don't I? Oh, I'm sorry. He's he's uh 12th. Okay, good. My, yes.
0: my bad. Yeah, Morikawa. Fowler and Kucher were the other guys. Okay. In that that five. Yeah, you're un, you're unbelievable, man. I'm going to have to pick maybe next time I'm going to go the like the longest two. All right, let me ask you this. Who are who's are the longest You only have to get one of the three longest shots to win it that aren't part of the field that just to win. You never there's no way you're going to get this.
1: Well, here's a guy that I wanted to talk about. I know he's minimum price on DraftKings. Chase Kepka Brooks's brother.
0: No, he's not no. in the bottom three. I don't know if he's. Oh, no, he's up there. He's like 20 up. I'll give him to you'll never get him. But I I can feel like I won anyway. Matt Every, Michael Kim and Martin Trainer. All right. Hey, yep. sometimes you got to almost be unfair to, to even <laughs> score. Well done, though. OK, so. Here we are in the top 10. Let's just go through these real briefly and comment on them. We'll do it a little differently this week, and then we'll go into our own evaluations, and you can give all your wonderful knowledge. But let me ask you about the chalk, guys, because I can tell you right now I've made out – I'm playing the Millie Makers. I'm playing on DraftKings FanDuel. I'm also playing – because with golf I like to do that, I'm also playing Fantasy Draft in Yahoo, so I'm on all four of them. And I have three studs that I'm willing to give out on this free podcast. I'm not going to give out my value place, but I will give you the three guys if, you, if you're if you not a member and you just want to build a lineup that I love this week. So we'll see if you feel the same way. First guy, the favorite to win it at plus 1,000, Justin Thomas. You love
1: him? No. Okay, I don't either. Phew.
0: <laughs>
1: he, <laughs> he crushed that lineup for me a couple weeks ago, in that single. Yeah, entry. But you're not supposed to carry
0: over bad feelings. All right,
1: fine. Well, here's the thing: he is so hit or miss at this course. I think mm-hmm. it's three out of six. He either misses the cut or he's almost top ten. He's got a a tie for fourth, a tie for eighth, and three missed cuts recently. Uh, last year, he shot a 71 and an 80. So. Wow and I heard him talking about it too, where he's going to try to practice a little bit more and try to figure out why he has struggled on this course. But mm-hmm. that just doesn't sound like the profile, the mental profile of a golfer I want to spend 11.1K on, on DraftKings. So he's not one of my top studs this week.
0: I'm with you 100%. I mean, he he is the most expensive on Fa- FanDuel at 12000 And he is the... Uh, most expensive on DraftKings 11-1. He, I don't think he has good course history. He hasn't been as sharp in the last couple of weeks either. So I think he's an easy fade, personally. So I'm glad we agree on that one. Okay, the second favorite guy to win this, based on our MyBookie.ag live odd update, is John Wrong at plus 1,400. So what do you think about him? He no one's mentioned his name in the last two three weeks, really. Yeah, he hasn't done much uh, since the return to golf. So he's
1: not. Uh, I'm not planning to spend up on him, and I don't really remember any any course history from here him either. I don't have any stats on that. So uh, I'm I'm still waiting here for an expensive player that I want to invest in.
0: Yeah, and Ron being ten uh, nine on DraftKings. And 11-8 on FanDuel. Uh, I just don't think he's in form, regardless of the course. Uh, He hasn't really threatened to win anything yet. So I think he's still playing his way uh, into into shape. Uh, All right. Third guy, third favorite is uh, Patrick Cantlay, who's also plus
1: 1,400. Yes, finally. Somebody I'm excited about. That's my course, man. Yeah, course history for me is important here, and the whole the whole setting. I know this isn't the memorial, but I still can picture when Cantley won it last year and he walked up the hill to shake Jack's hand. Uh, you know, he he's one of the guys that kind of took that into account, and it motivated him. He rose to the occasion, so he's got you know the great uh, recent course history here. Um, he also has another top five finish. He's only played once since the return to golf. He was tied for 11th at the Travelers. So a lot of things add up in the, in the right direction for him, uh, including the stats that I looked at. I looked at driving distance. He's number 67 in that. But then if you look at strokes gained approach, he's fifth on the tour this year. And par five scoring, he's tied for third. Hmm. And again, this course has five, or, sorry, four par fives. Yeah. Uh, just like last week so we've been focusing on that the last couple weeks yeah and st- strokes gained approach as well i mean it's a long course a lot of these greens are a little bit of a funky shape where with with t- uh pins tucked in you, you know you really have to be strong from uh with your iron game here so uh canley just checks off a lot of boxes for me
0: yeah i I mean I know he's gonna be chalk so we're not you know, Breaking any uh, hot take records here, but the bottom line is, he has the one tournament under his belt. He finished 11th and played solid. He's one of the best players. He loves this course. It's playing easier this week than it did when he won the Memorial, and I just see him tearing up this course. And he seems like such a safe play and good investment, you know, to make your anchor to uh, all of your teams and. You know, he, he's uh, 10-6 on DraftKings, and he's uh, 11-7, so he's on Fandle. So he's not cheap, but, man, he I, I, if this guy doesn't finish in the top 10, I'd really be surprised, Andrew. Yeah. For all the reasons you said and then some. So he's my top play as well. All right. Excellent. So we got a, a some foundation. Next guy on the board at plus 1,600, Hideki Matsuyama. I like Hideki here as well. With Do you? the
1: yep the uh, greens not being as fast this week, uh, putting is sometimes where he gets tripped up, so he's got the edge there. If you look at his stats across the board, driving Impressive. distance he's thirty third this year. Strokes gained approach he's sixth, and par five scoring he's tied for seventh. Yeah, and excellent course history here. He he won a Memorial two thousand fourteen. He's got a, a fifth and a sixth. Place in recent years, so uh, I haven't been on Hideki much lately, but I'm on him this week.
0: Yeah, I had Hideki last week, and yeah, you know, he's he is a good golfer, man. He was playing well right before the shutdown, and he's still playing well now. I I would not fault anybody for rostering him. I think he's a fine for me pivot, but I just I don't want to spend his pricing is up. He was you were getting him a, as a value. Play the last couple of weeks, but he's 10 grand on DraftKings and a hard to swallow 11 3 on FanDuel. So I like the play. I think he'll do well. It's just unfortunately we live in this world of salaries that we have to stay within. So if I had no salaries and could just build a lineup, he'd make it. But I'm going to go elsewhere for my top plays. But I got it. I'm with you.
1: All right. Who's next?
0: Next is also plus sixteen hundred, and that's Brooks Kepka.
1: I like him this week as well. I, I mentioned that his brother's playing, and so we, we actually mentioned that a couple weeks ago when they were both going to play at the travelers. It was big news. Chase Kepka Monday qualified, but then with the Covid tests in the group with the caddies in their inner circle, they both pulled out. And you know, he got all the positive karma from making that decision not to play. Even though he had Monday qualified, uh, and even though he didn't have COVID, so now he's finally back on the course. I'm really excited to see both of them play. I think Brooks is gonna, you know, be on top of his game to make sure he one-ups his brother. And, you know, the last time he played, he was tied for seventh in South Carolina, so he's trending in the right direction. All those uh, three stats that I mentioned, he's he's near the top uh, of the rankings for this season. So. Uh, he's the other. He's the other guy over 10K that I like on DraftKings. So that's going to be the challenge for me is figuring out which two of the three to use between Cantley, uh, Brooks, Kepka, and Matsuyama.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm in Kepka's corner here completely. Again, you know, I apologize if it's a little chalky, but uh, you know, I'm passing on Matsuyama because Kepka's to me the second best play on the board. Personally, you know, I was thinking about it when I was building these lineups. If I had to take one PGA player in match play against any other PGA player and how to put my last 10 grand on it, I think I'd take Brooks Kepka. I'd take him over McElroy, Thomas, anybody. I just think he is the most fierce competitor, and he I think his game's sharp. Um, I like the setup this week even better than next week for him because he notoriously is just he does not care. He will shoot for the flag wherever the pin is, which is a little risky that way. But he hits it. I mean, his accuracy is terrific, and he can. When he's rolling it, he's almost unbeatable. So, you know, to have Cantley and Kepka at the top of my, uh, you know, anchor for my team, uh, I, I just love it. Kepka's eleven five. So, you know, he's the he's the uh, fourth highest guy on Fanduel and on DraftKings. Um, he is 10-4, which is also uh, third highest. But I think, you know, I think the value's there. I mean, he's still $700 cheaper than uh, Thomas. And I think in much better form. And I think that this course is more conducive to his game. So I'm ecstatic starting my Millie maker with Cantley and Kepka, probably with a lot of other people. But hey, you still got to take the right chalk. You can't Know, right. Everybody gets all excited when they have the right value plays, but if your chalk doesn't make it, you're a perfect example. You would have mm-hmm. hit for thousands two weeks ago if Thomas yeah. just makes the cut. Just make the cut. He didn't and even I have to be back. a top 10, just the just cut. make the cut, yep. Yeah, so you got to have that right chalk anyway. All right, move on to the next guy on the list, um, and then we'll start peeling two at a time so we get through it a little bit. All right, my bookie, next guy. Xander Shoffley plus 1,800.
1: Yeah, I got a pass on him this week. I just can't, you know, I can't spend on another expensive guy. Uh, he has been ultra consistent, making cuts, but nothing special here in terms of course history. So I, I like
0: him a lot as a golfer, but won't be on him this week. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you can never go wrong with him. The guy is super stud, but I, I'm with you. I just think. I don't think he's as familiar with his course as some of the other guys. You know, it's because it, it, of the time frame everything's different. He is the third most expensive player on DraftKings at 102. Uh and or I'm sorry, one fifth. Two, i I, fifth. I yep. already have Cantley and Kepka in my pool. Right. Uh mm-hmm. and on uh let's see he's sixth most expensive on FanDuel at 112. So he's he is super expensive. Um, if you want to pivot, uh, you know, to him from a Kepka or Cantley, it certainly makes sense. But again, you know, yeah, I'd love to have Cantley, Matsuyama, Kepka, <laughs> and Shoffley, But good luck trying to fit the rest of the, the squad in there. So I'm with you on that one. All right, let's let's look at these these two guys and tell me if you like either of them. Your man Victor Hovland or Justin Rose? Do you like either fella? Yeah, I'm going to Hovland there in that matchup. Uh, yeah,
1: Rose does have the great course history here. He won it. He has I a know. second place finish, but yep. he did he did miss the cut in Connecticut. Uh, meanwhile, Hovland is as hot pretty much as anyone. His last He's, four tournaments: 23rd, 21st, 11th, and 12th. Yeah. He's just banging on the door of the top 10. Uh, his his stats, you know. Uh, mesh well with this course layout, so I'll take Hovland in
0: that matchup. I don't blame you. I'll tell you, I like Hovland, but you know, I, I, we can't help ourselves. You know, he—I had him in a key that fourth round, and he didn't step up last week. So I'm a little sour on Mr. Victor here. Right. But I don't blame you for taking him. He's a—he's a solid pick every week. He, I think as he gets more and more experience, you know, he'll be a top three to five player in this in the PGA pretty quickly. Uh, Justin Rose is tempting, though. Um, his He plays this course well, and he likes this course. And with the setup this week, I think he's super dangerous. I He is right on the bubble for me um, of making my squad. I really like him, uh, but he's 9-7 on DraftKings, and uh, he is 10-8 on FanDuel. So As much as I want to put him in there, I I just think it's going to be tough uh, money-wise. And even though he missed a cut last week, it it doesn't bother me with him. The the thing that does bother me, though, for the long stretch of it, and I know some of it carries over to before the COVID, he's only five for nine on cuts. Doesn't that seem weird? That's got to be the worst he's been in his career because he almost never misses a cut. So I don't know if there's – if there's any decline in his game or not, but, you know, I'm tempted because he has great history here, but I am going to pass also. So we haven't gotten to my third lock washer uh, quite yet. All right, next two guys, two Americans, Ricky Fowler, Patrick Reed, 3,000 plus
1: 3,000. No, I'm not planning to play much of them. I do like how Ricky Fowler finished this last weekend in Detroit. After a couple missed cuts, he's trending in the right direction. But it's just not working into my build with these two two guys over 10K to get a 9K player. And, and Patrick Reed, just a little bit inconsistent lately for me.
0: Yeah, I you know what? I have no faith in either one of these guys. I mean, they're both great. They both could win a tournament in a heartbeat. I just don't have confidence in playing them because they're just two hit or miss. They can both throw up a bad one bad day to just screw them up. So, a little too expensive for me. I'm passing as well. All right. How about uh, Morikawa or Sunjay M?
1: Gonna have to pass on them on DraftKings because of the price. Uh, Morikawa finally missed a cut. We'll see how he rebounds from that. Sunjay M. Again, uh, you know, could easily finish top ten. He's got that talent, but just has been a little bit off lately.
0: I will pass as well. We have three more twosomes to roll through, Matt Kuchar and Joaquin Neiman. I was on Neiman the other day, uh, last week, or two weeks ago, and he hung in there for quite a while. He's playing pretty good. Haven't heard Kuchar's name much, though.
1: Yeah, he's been been, uh, inconsistent at best since the return to golf. A missed cut and a tie for 41st. He does have great course history here. He won it in 2013. I know. He's got a couple other top four finishes. But just hasn't been on his game since the return to golf. So uh, I'm not going to be on him.
0: I think he's dangerous, though. I could be a sneaky sting guy that could get yeah. your top in the top three in this tournament. He's he's played it a ton of times mm-hmm. and has some good history. But like you say, I just don't think he's on the top of his game since the return at all. I think you got to wait and see a little bit better. And Neiman's just he's young. I don't, he hasn't played this course a ton. I'm going to go elsewhere also. Okay, last two pair here. Lee, uh, Mark Leishman and Jordan Spieth.
1: You know, Leishman has the course history here that's appealing. Um, he finished, he's got two top fives in the last five years. Uh, he hasn't been playing well recently, though. So that's sort of the mix where I may get some exposure to him in some GPPs and hope that he kind of clicks it this week. Um, but... As for Spieth, uh, just don't trust him right now. So I probably won't go there at all. I, I
0: used to play Spieth two years ago. Spieth was my first guy in my lineup all the time. You know, he's he lives like ten minutes from me. That's, mm-hmm. that's I mean, he's a hometown dude. I've seen him over at Babe's Chicken here in downtown Rhode Oak, one of the famous chicken places. He, he is the nicest guy in the world, and I root for him. But man, his game is just all over the place, and he seems mentally to not be in it either. He gets frustrated. They, I, I heard Faldo the other the very first hole of the tournament on his second shot, he's already smacking his club into the ground. And Faldo's like, "Little early there, uh, young man, to be uh, right. you know." And it's just, I don't know what it is. Something he is not comfortable out there for quite some time. Uh, certainly capable, but can't can't trust it. Um, all right, here's a couple of guys that are interesting. Adam Hadwin and Matthew Wolf will Wolf get the experience from last week to help him, or is he going to be washed out?
1: I think it'll help him. Uh, you know, he struggled in that final round, so he's got to overcome that mental issue. But he, we saw repeatedly how he was one of the few guys who could keep it in the same ballpark as Deschambeau. I mean, that guy is long,
0: very so long.
1: That's really going to help this week. Uh, so. It wouldn't surprise me if he had another decent week. And Adam Hadwin, I-, I like him as well. He he he's been really inconsistent on this course, but tied for fourth last week. He was second in greens and regulation. Um, he's really good on the approach shots, and I like his price at 8,200 on DraftKings. He's
0: a, he's a he's a nice play at that price. I agree, and he's been very sneakily consistent since the return. He's just, you know, he's made the cuts and he's, he's grinding it out. So that's, that's it. Now, all of those guys we went through, and my guy, my third lock washer, isn't in that group. My guy's all the way down at plus 5,500. No respect whatsoever. Do you know who, do you want to take a guess at who my third lock washer, with no respect, massively underpriced, and people have just given up on him? And I think he's a stud.
1: Could it be my man, Kevin
0: Strillman? No. Oh, okay. Gary Woodland. All right. Why has Woodland, with his six top tens, you know, playing great golf, decent history here. He's only 8,300 on DraftKings. What a punch in the nose, I think, for a guy that's been in the top five or six price guys in multiple tournaments in a row.
1: So you think you think he'll see that price and be offended and
0: go out and just light up the pins? Uh, I'm I'm doing everything I can to get a hold of him and say, "Man, FanDuel <laughs> and DraftKings think you suck." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, I just think I like his game. I like, you know, I like him better this week than next week because I like the way the course is going to play and he's sneaky long too. And so, you know, that's my third guy that I wanted to bring up and uh you know, I'm building all my rosters around those 300 percent owned guys and hope uh, we're on here Friday and I'm doing the little golf uh, dance here. I hope so. So what other guys do you want to bring to light? I'm, I'm not made the decision on my value guys yet. Now, I will say this and what our history here this month of doing golf so far, I've been pretty hot with the chalk guys or the high expensive guys and you've been extremely hot with the mid-priced and value guys. In fact, we've had tons of people take stuff down or get close to taking stuff down just by playing your value guys. So uh, maybe that's a pattern that we need to continue to follow. And I'm certainly going to be playing some of your value plays as well. Excellent. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk. No, about pr- co- no pressure.
1: No pressure. at all. <laughs> let's talk about a couple of these guys, 8000 and under on DraftKings. And let's start with Matthew Fitzpatrick at 8,000. Big news with him this week is he's got a new caddy on the bag just for this week. It's Bones Mackay, the old caddy for Phil Mickelson. Uh, Fitzpatrick's caddy wasn't available and uh, they communicated with each other and Bones agreed to do it. And Fitzpatrick is fired up about it. He's excited about it. He wants to take advantage of Bones' knowledge on this course. And obviously Phil, whatever course he plays on, he goes to every corner, every nook and cranny of it with uh, his wild shots along the way. So he's going to be an invaluable resource. And I love paying attention to that player-caddy relationship. You know, we, we, you talk about Jordan Spieth playing him every week back in his heyday. He and his caddy were always on the same p- page. They seem to have the best chemistry for a while. It's been a little bit rocky here lately. But that can just be such, a, such an important boost for a player. It can motivate him, give him more confidence. And that's actually what he said in one of the interviews I heard was just talking about being more confident with Bones on the bag. So I'm going to have some exposure to him.
0: I like it. And he's 97 on uh, FanDuel and only 8,000 on DraftKings. 10 of 11 cuts, three top tens, nothing wrong with that. So what other gems do you have for us? We don't want to give away the whole entire bag of tricks, but give us one more uh, value play. That we can uh, feel pretty
1: good about. Well, I, I already mentioned Kevin Streelman, so I'll go back to him. Okay, uh, seventy-eight hundred on DraftKings. Great course history here. In the last five years, he's made the cut every year. His worst nice. finish. His worst finish was forty-fourth. He's got a eighteenth, a thirteenth, an eighth, and a fourth. Wow. And the last tournament he played in in Connecticut, he finished second. We were on him that week. He was actually the the key to my lineup in that single entry that was top ten. Yeah, Uh, Really low owned. He finished solo second, took the week off, and now he's back. Uh, So he's playing great, great course history, good price. So I'll have a lot of exposure to him.
0: Yeah, I think that's an outstanding play. He's he's 7,800 on DraftKings, and I can't even find him on FanDuel. How much is he on FanDuel? Is he that much more? Maybe they're respecting him on – oh, he's 96 on FanDuel. So he's definitely a much better price. He's almost priced the same as my Gary Woodland. Again, no respect, but that's okay. Stroman deserves it. Uh, I think I like the course history. Very, very good. All right, man. A um, couple of things. Please follow us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. If you want to get me directly, I'm at Joe Sarvati. J-O-E S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Mister Andrew is at Language Olympic. And our man Sugar Shane is at D-E-T Sports Shane. Uh, Definitely uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. We're DFS Coach Talk. You can also check out all of our library of podcasts for all the major sports that are coming up. Uh, We're on Instagram at DFS underscore Coach Talk. And, of course, our website is DFSCoachTalk.com. Last thing we want to mention every show we mentioned it Mamba mambaon3.org m a m b a o n t h r e e.org it is the coach talk charity of choice uh, set up by the wonderful Kobe Bryant's family so we always give them a shout out uh, question for you cuz we uh, Shane and I mentioned him a few times how, how was is Mr Dar- Darius's fifth birthday
1: yeah, it's it's tricky pronunciation. It is Darius. Darius. Okay. Yeah.
0: I w I couldn't get it which way. I tried both.
1: Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I it was a great shout out. He really enjoyed it. Uh good birthday. Uh sw- swung the baseball bat a little bit, swung the golf club, ran around.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, so good good day you of athletics. Hit lefty? And,
0: you haven't hitting lefty?
1: Yeah, it's it's great because he hits lefty, but he throws righty in baseball. Oh which man. is different than me. I'm lefty lefty. So he's got that nice uh, versatility defensively here in the future.
0: Beautiful. I love it. It's amazing how time flies. You know, Dawson, who's part of our Coach Talk team, you know, he's in college now and everything. And I remember his fifth birthday like it was not that long ago. So same kind of thing, man. Time does fly. So I'm glad that Darius had a great one. So outstanding, man. Any final words on golf for our team?
1: That's it. Yeah. If you're new to the group here, we will do a Friday show to get ready for the weekend. So tune in for that. And Sugar Shane and I will have KBO today as well. So a doubleheader. Uh, check on that later tonight.
0: Fantastic. Well, you we appreciate everybody listening in. Uh, you know, I definitely listen in later tonight for KBO. Andrew and I are here tomorrow for KBO. And then we will be back on Friday, as Andrew said, for another doubleheader. We either are celebrating our Friday PGA show, getting pumped for the weekend because we're looking like we're going to crush it or it's reload city. Like last week for me, I had to push the cash register and reload it and get ready, but I made it back in the weekend. I had a really good weekend. So we're going to, we got you covered, coming and going, whatever you need, we got you. So thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday and uh, for Andrew Hansen Sugar Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. Let's look to hit it again tomorrow and crush it in DFS.